tuned in live to the Fly Sports and Entertainment Podcast in all the land. This is Stat Lines Matter. I am your host, Mark Stewart. And I'm joined by my partner in crime, as always, Mr. Rob Hunter. And we have a, a reunion-style treat for you here today. We have brought back, we have found our brother. He has returned to us. Brother Noosey. Brother Noosey. <laughs> Mr. Jason Weaver back in the building. Shot Stat Lines Matter. Welcome back. We got the original crew back together. The band is back together for one week. We playing a one week one show. week show. We we like we like out here at uh no comps. Definitely no, <laughs> especially messing with me. It's definitely no comps. <laughs> we gonna sing all your hits, all the greatest. One show. What's going on, my brother? We hey man, chilling man. Thank you guys for having me back. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be on Stat Lines, man. This is what, season three now? Yeah, we're just kicking off season three. It's been seven years, but this is just season three. Hey, but you know what? Congratulations <laughs> on season three because I've been keeping up with the show. I think it's awesome. I'm loving to see uh, Rob's growth, especially in the realm of comedy. It's a beautiful thing. Mark is still out here getting money. Everything is beautiful. <laughs> stop, stop it. <laughs> when uh, we were doing the when we were doing the podcast before, mm -hmm. we never really addressed um, sort of. It was just like you were there and then you weren't, but because mm -hmm. we weren't. I knew because we're family, but mm -hmm. you went at, back to L.A. You got into some some acting things, mm -hmm. uh, and then you landed. Uh, right now, you're currently on uh, recurring character. Well, no, you're a, you're a cast member on yeah on the uh, shy, shy. Mm -hmm. Showtime show the shy. Uh, tell us about that. Tell us about you know because I know you and Lena 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 Waithe go back yeah that yeah. came together. You doing that thing and you back. So you spend a lot of time in Chicago the whole night. Give us the give us yeah the yeah no. I mean basically that's what happened just to bring everybody up to speed. So we were just on the regular recording episodes for Stat Lines Matter, and then I had to go out to Los Angeles at the recommendation of, of my agent and just kind of move around for a little while. And while I was out there, um, me and Lena just, well, we've always stayed connected because we're working on another project together, an animated project. And um, while I was there, I just, you know, got a call. They were like, listen, for season four, you know, we're thinking about developing this character. Um, we're really interested in you playing it. And for a lot of people that may not know, um, Prior to me getting involved in this season four in the shy, I was originally casted in the um, the pilot episode of the shy as the character Ronnie, but unfortunately, um, at well at that particular time, and it was kind of meant to be. Sometimes it it happens like that, especially in the world of of uh, film and TV. Just the the studio wanted to recast; they wanted to bring in kind of like a new script, retool the show, and build it back up to where they kind of had envisioned it. So unfortunately, I couldn't go along with that part of the journey. But many seasons later, you know, Lena came back full circle. We got an opportunity to work together to season four back in Chicago. Working back home was just fucking amazing to, yeah. you know, to be um, in the city. I mean, it was still in the winter, but to have and in the middle of COVID, but just to have the opportunity uh, to be back home, work with local uh, actors, local crew members, work on a great show. Um where really all you had to do was show up to work and say the lines. And I mean, it was, it was great. And thankfully, uh, by the grace of God and, you know, based on my performance and what the network feels about what I did in season four, I'm back for season five. So we start back, I believe in January, January 17th. So they just waited till it got like the absolute coldest and then say, come on back, y'all. Come on back. <laughs> but, but you know what though? The, the funny part about it is it's like when you, and this is like with anything. I think when your adrenaline gets pumping, 
and you just out there, you know, on the field playing ball, so to speak. Yeah. Like, you just forget about all that, and you kind of just are in the moment at that time. So even though we will be in the element, so to speak, um, it's just great to, to be there and working with, with people who are so committed, you know, to excellence. And that's on every level of that production. I don't care if they're in a production office pushing paperwork around. You know what I'm saying? Everybody there uh, genuinely wants to be there and is committed to making the best show that they can possibly make. So for me as an actor, like, that's just really, really rewarding past, like, you know, the visibility and all of that and what the show actually helps do for certain actors as far as propelling you and moving you forward. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just awesome to be in that kind of creative environment. No, that's dope. When you when you go when you're home, do like all your old girls be calling like, Oh, Jay, I heard you was in town. Like, oh yeah, yeah. No, nah, man. I mean, you know, you guys already know how it is, man, when you come to your hometown and especially if you're working on something like that where um there's so much like pride as it relates to that show because people from Chicago really do genuinely love that show and what it represents because it's it's really true to at least the black experience of what's there in the city. Right. So, you know, upon people, you know, figuring out or finding out that I was on the show, I was immediately getting calls. But, you know, I don't want to say thankfully, but I think just the circumstances, the un unfortunate circumstances that we were all dealing with with the pandemic, uh, what it did allow uh, me to do was really just kind of stay in an incubator, like in this creative space where I was isolated, where I could really just focus on the work. Yeah. And I think that, that was what was really important, especially for me um, coming into that season, because I really wanted to present myself in a new way as an actor. Um, and it was just important to be at the moment at, at all times. So, you know, I'm, I hate to say it like that, but I'm kind of glad that I was put in that position where I really had to just stay to myself. Yeah, because you you actually have um, done uh, a job that not a lot of actors are able to pull, pull off, particularly people who worked uh, as children, mm -hmm. and then make that transition into being a uh, an adult actor. So mm -hmm. there is a conscious decision uh, that you have to make about the things you take, mm -hmm. uh, you know, your choices and mm -hmm. all that. And uh, you've done it pretty seamlessly. You've been literally acting almost in your entire life. Oh, man, God is great. I mean, I, I attribute whatever success or, or momentum that I can continue to carry on with just due to the grace of God because it's not, I mean, you guys know this, just being in the business, it's not an easy business to be in, um, and especially transitioning from being a child actor to being an adult and being taken seriously. Right. So, again, it's just really, really important, and this is for any actor out there that happens to, like, see this, like, it's really, really important when given that opportunity, when it, when that when that kind of opportunity is placed in your life to really seize the moment, um, especially if you're trying to transition into the next phase of your career, which is essentially what I'm kind of in right now. It's just really, really important to be focused and be in the moment and be prepared. Um, and thankfully, like that past season, I was, and I just want to continue to do that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And when you were, when you were <clears throat> in Chicago, I was noticing uh, you were getting a Wrigley. You were getting you and and you be going to Wrigley like you don't go the way I go. I go and I sit in the uh, with the nineteen fourteen club. Yeah, I be, <laughs> be in them seats, but you be in the bleachers. Yeah, yeah, you your old style. You do it like one of the guys, man. Like, but you you were out there. You were you a Cubs fan, the, despite the fact that we grew up on the south, right, in the south suburbs, and, right. and on the south side of the city. Uh, how do you how do you manage that uh, in the city in the city that 
sort of tries to require that you pick a side? Well, I mean, the, the thing about my situation is I can show people, you know, documented proof and pictures that I've been rooting for the Cubs since like the days of Andre Dawson. And like, I, I mean, for me, I think uh, as a Chicagoan, whatever team that you connect with, just on, a, on an emotional level. And for, and for me, I was always like downtown with my mother. Right. You know what I'm saying? When she was going to work and, you know, being on the north side and, you know, if she did have a session that ended early, we may go to a Cubs game in the middle of the day just right. on, you know, on a humble. So for me, it's more about the the memories and it's the nostalgia, you know, hearing Harry Carey, although he was a Sox, Sox broadcaster, broadcaster as well. first, yeah. But, um, you really, know, him Carlos just, first, then Sox. Yeah, Carlos yeah. first, that's right. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, I, I think for me, it's just that kind of connection that I have with that particular team. And that's why I was just committed to just really showing up at Wrigley, and I do. I'll just pull up. You be in there eating the sausages. Oh, yeah, I'll get a nosebleed seat. Yeah. I'll sit down with a hot dog and a beer, and I'll just watch the game and call it a day. Yeah, and I enjoy that, it. Is that Jason Is Weaver? that Jason Weaver that over there? That's the guy that played uh, – didn't that, he play Theodore? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was Theodore Jackson. Nah, he was Jermaine. I've always liked Theodore better. I, I, you know, I Michael like used a little bit of a hot dog, you know, but Theodore was solid. Theodore was the guy. He was, he was keeping guy. the guys Michael together. Was keeping the stability. You know, Michael was in it for himself. He was a show Michael off. was definitely Michael in it for himself. <laughs> the only Michael that I accept him being for himself is Jordan. That's it. <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> But you know, you know, Weave has always been able to pull off, you know, I, I, and I, I told him this maybe about a month ago. Like, you've always been able to pull off, and I don't know how you how you did it. Like, you are in ATL, mm. like the city and the movie, mm. and you in the shot, and mm. nobody questions the authenticity of either. Because we, we both accept you as our own. Like, yeah, you, no, like you're Atlanta for real, and, and, that's, and that's, that's true. That yeah, and, no, that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's that act. That's no, that real thespian. But you know what, though? I think, I think with that, um, how that happens, first of all, the people in Chicago know that I'm about that. Like, I love Chicago. I love the city. I love my people. In spite of, you know, whatever reputation it may have nationally and internationally, I know a different kind of Chicago where we grew up yeah. going to Gamma's house, having yeah. barbecues and, you know, interacting with friends, going to high school. So based on that love that I have for the city, they they know that I'm about it and I'm real and I'm always going to represent to the fullest in, in the best way that I can. When it comes to Atlanta, I think the connection that I have with Atlanta and the reason why people have never questioned, uh, even as far as my role in ATL and have really and, and really embraced it, was the fact that when I first came down here, I was moving around with you, <laughs> and I was I was hanging in Atlanta. Hey. I was with at like real ATLians. I'm talking about people that grew here and didn't fly here. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So. I think we and it, people don't know this, hmm. but our mothers, our mothers are Grady babies. Yeah, our mothers are Grady babies. Yeah, so I mean, it, yeah. So, so our, our family, are, are our yeah, our family ties are here. So you know, I I just think that uh, people can feel the fact that I I truly appreciate and respect this place, and I love living here. Moving to Atlanta has been one of the greatest decisions of my life, both personally as well as professionally. So I'm just glad that Atlanta continues to embrace me and support me the way that they do. And if we eventually get a, a ATL too, if that happens, I'll represent for y'all one more game. There you go. Hey, um, were you in town when uh, Kanye did the uh, the playback at Soldier Field? Oh, you mean at Ben's Dome? 
He did no, it. No, no, no. I'm saying in, in Chicago. Oh, I wasn't there for the one in Chicago. He yeah, did it when he was, he was, yeah. you know. Like, you went to the one here, though. Didn't I went to the one here. Oh, so you you went to the one here? Yeah, I went to the for one. For some reason, here. I thought you were the one back in Chicago where you know, you know, Kanye gonna do it big. He gonna get up there and and beg Kim to come home in front of forty seven thousand. That was in Chicago. Uh, and, that was in uh, L A. Yeah, that was in L A. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't he do that. Was, he didn't do that back home. I think though, like I actually think that um, you know, there was a moment where you thought. You know, if a man get on here and beg to bring you home in front of all in all his hometown, L.A., Atlanta, try to get you to come home, you know, you think you had a shot. But now I'm seeing that Kim is out here getting law degrees. Oh, yeah. And and, and a day after, like officially asked to be made single. Yes. Like after yes. that plea Friday. from Kanye, yeah. I, I thought yeah. that was that was ice cold. Yeah, like, that's crazy that that like I don't really know what the what the deal is with her. I don't even know how she has the time to go to law school, but somehow she's taking the bar and she's lawyering. I mean, well, you know, her dad, her dad was an accomplished attorney. I mean, my dad might have played third base for the Cubs. I don't mean I'm gonna do it. No, that's true, but I I do think for for the longest, because because I will say this, we we may not be giving Kim enough credit because from what I understand from friends of mine who are also attorneys, um, who fight on behalf of you know people in the criminal justice system who have been dealt a, a bad hand. Mm-hmm. Like she's been, from what I've been told, really involved and active in that behind the scenes where there are no cameras going on. And so seemingly she's committed to trying to help change things for the best. So I'll give her, I will give her credit for that because a lot of people aren't going to, you know, take that initiative, so to speak, to go to law school and be dedicated to something like that, like seemingly she is. I wouldn't. If I had her money, I'm I'm not going. Yeah, to no, that's why I give her credit. Because if I was on school. a billion dollars, I'd be like, man, fuck school. Like, yeah. I still, I literally <laughs> still hate school. Really, I've been out of school thirty years. You know, you don't really like to, to read books and stuff like that a lot. It, it scripts. There's stuff. a rumor out that I can't read. <laughs> now, I, I'm not. Here they to, hit you with the kills. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going <laughs> to confirm or deny that. But no, you can definitely read. You just don't like it because I remember I would send you scripts. I'd be like, "Yo, Mark, check this out, man. Man, I ain't finna read that." Man, shit. I my wife reads to me. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Judy does the reading. Absolutely, <laughs> she reads the scripts around here. No, but I mean, I just think it's uh, on some level. <clears throat> I think her attempting to do this is noble. Mm-hmm. And I think the motivation for why she's doing it is noble, as long as she's using her celebrity to bring attention to people who were wrongly accused, facts, or over sentenced for you know like a weed charge. Oh and yeah, you got you know twelve years for you know you know how that that thing goes because I think at that point the celebrity brings the attention, right? Yeah, and and it works. It, it it's been effective because even with that um, and I I hate to just say that. The older black woman that got out, I'm, I'm apologize for not knowing her name, but she went before Trump and yeah. asked for this woman to be pardoned. And, yeah. and she had been in there for like a number of years. So, I mean, seemingly she really is using her celebrity to do noble things, you know what I'm saying, to help people. And if that's the case, like, I'll I'll give her credit because that's I think not easy. She, she took it, what, four times? Yeah. It's the baby bar. The baby bar. Yeah, the baby the equivalent bar. of doing one year in law school. So she is basically studying on her own. 
Yeah. Um, so she's going to basically an, an alternative route. So she's not in traditional law school. She just out here studying. So she got a a, a law GED. Is that what you said? <laughs> no, <laughs> not, not, not if you pass the baby bar. It's not like that anymore. And oh, then, okay. then she so she's one. Ne- the next step is the actual bar. Okay. So I mean, can, can she practice? practice? Can she actually practice? A, yeah. Okay. Yes. I see. Okay, but she can't officially practice law though, right? until she passes the actual until, bar. Okay. The yeah, the baby bar, bar is uh, what law students take in California after their first year. Okay. And then after their first year in law school, and then the next step is to take the actual bar. That's what's my up. question. Like, I'm thinking, like, what if if Kim Kardashian was my lawyer? Do you know how many crimes I'd be committing? <laughs> like, hey, we got we got to work on this. We got to work. <laughs> you got to help me get out of yeah, this situation. Man, yes, I stole. We the baloney. need extra hours. I stole the baloney from public. <laughs> <laughs> Come over to the so house. We, so gonna, we can we talk about the case. All my cases together. <laughs> you gotta just sit so there. Me? I need to call my lawyer. <laughs> Kim. <laughs> Kim, I'm, I'm in trouble again. I'm in trouble again. I stole, I stole the battery, the energizer from the target. I know you told me. I know you told me not to mess up. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. But I'm back again. Yo. I'm just, I'm, I'm a miscreant. <laughs> no, but it's, it's really interesting just watching the her uh, evolution. Just the, it, and even watching, you know, everything that that her and Kaye are going through. And yeah, but she gonna give up all them years. I mean, who this boy she with now? Pete? He looked like a meth, like a like a Breaking Bad. But you know what, man? It, it must be something about dude. Yeah, ladies love man. They you know are, man, hey, you I know, don't get it. Ladies like free drugs, though. You know what I'm saying? I, so if he I, know where the meth at, I guess he can get it. You know, what I mean? get because I, I mean, me personally, I don't get it. I'm like, why? I looked at this boy. I said, he looked like he looked like he been on the Breaking Bad. Yeah, like he looked like he got yeah. all the meth. Now nah, he looked like, uh, like intervention. Meth, if you like meth, yo, yeah, stupid. The, uh, failed, <laughs> intervention. <laughs> a failed, a failed intervention. Failed like, intervention. But he, but he getting it though. He, no, he, he smashed. He got some. He got some rock star shit. Yeah, he got. He but, got okay, some. But, who, going on. but do y'all? What is he? What is his thing? What he's is a he Saturday night. He's, he's an actor. Yeah, he's an actor. No, he's actually he's actually pretty good. He's a good. Is he a method actor? Like is he like I do meth? He's on he's on SNL. I play meth. Yeah, he's on SNL currently, and then he had a he has a movie out. On HBO Max, he ain't got no Yeezys though. No, he ain't got she no. Got you know, all you the can, free. You Yeezys. know you can buy Yeezys, right? Yeah, but he ain't got none. He said, "You know you can buy like, Yeezys." Like, he like, just don't have like to Kanye get them. Kanye gotta pass them out to you <laughs> personally. You know what, what I'm saying? What kind of shoes he got? <laughs> hey, but man, the Air Max expensive though. I be hitting them up at Yeezy. I be like, man, can y'all send me something? Because I'm not about to do that. Please, Lord, I'm Lord. not about to do the three fifty. Um. Now, you know, the last thing I'm going to say about Kim is, and I was thinking this too, it's funny that you said that, but I was thinking that she has to stay in that lane that she's in, Mm -hmm. dealing with the accused, falsely accused, over sentenced, Mm -hmm. because if she starts trying cases, I would not want to put my life in the hands of Kim. Not so much, (laughs) has nothing to do with her, 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 uh, skills as a lawyer, but okay. Imagine walking in and you look at the jury's looking because people have a strong feeling about her. Okay. Like, and imagine, so I wouldn't want that working against me when I was on trial. Now, okay. if I get guilty and she did not need somebody to go in and say, no, he didn't really do it, or yeah, yeah. she's my call. Like an appeals. Yeah, uh, an appeal. Like, okay. like, I don't want her going in front of the jury because people really don't like them in a weird way. Really? I actually like the Kardashians. Me too. I love what I... they've done, I love what they accomplished, but there's a lot of people. Who'll be like, oh my God, I hate them. I'll be like, well, what you hate about them? They can't give you no answers. They, they don't just have don't no like reason. Them. They just don't yeah, like them. I, I think they, I think it just comes across like the reality show, I think presented them as being this kind of like, you know, vain family or like superficial family. And, and I mean, maybe certain aspects of that in some kind of way could be true. I don't know. Cause I don't really know them personally like that. But what I could honestly say is, is watching them 
evolve as a family and, you know, build up that level of wealth and, like, that brand that they have, that's pretty incredible. And to see, you know, Kris Jenner, you know, as a woman, I'll say it, I'll keep it real, as a woman overseeing that whole empire, like, that's, that's impressive and that should be respected. So, you know, if you hate the Kardashians, I mean, that's on you, but me personally, I just see, like, you know, a successful family kind of doing a thing, you know, however they choose to live their lives. Yeah. Personally, we all and they we all it. have our way. People always talk about getting it out the mud. They got it out the they mud. They got it like out when, the mud. Once their dad died, it just started to go left for them. And yeah, they, they was out there. to, through whatever circumstances, bring it back. And that's why I give I always give uh, Chris a lot of credit, you know, as somebody who had to manage the chaos. And, and shout out and to Ray J. Yeah. And shout out <laughs> to, no, and and real talk. I think, yeah. man, I didn't see that. I've never seen one episode. <laughs> real talk. He kickstarted yeah. But Marie told me that, uh, that. See, they trying to cover it up. She man. got the deal for, for Kim. Giving you credit. Kylie was upset that she is, she's like, no, you next. <laughs> You're next. Oh. But we got to break somebody first. Yeah. And basically this conversation took place on the show. So it just goes to show okay. that, that, that it, she was strategic. She, you know, yeah. she, she was very, uh, you know, methodical in, yeah. in, in this. Oh yeah, like Maria. She was telling me, I was like, for real, because Kylie was upset about the deal that I guess that her mother had brokered for for Kim, and and uh, like you, wow. you, 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 well, now, Kylie, now everybody billionaires. Yeah, well, I mean, well, Kylie worked it out, but Kylie was really, really little when yeah. they first came out. Like she was a kid, and then they all sort of. Grew See, up I don't even know the ages. They all sort of grew up in it, but I, like, I, listen, I always think that when you manage, and I manage family, uh, when you manage family. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you an extra incentive to be more strategic, to be more thoughtful uh, about the future. Um, it's just something you think about. You think about, and it come, it's a good and a bad. You know, you can we can make this argument, but like Joe Jackson and, and, and uh, Matthew Knowles, mm-hmm. and, you know, like when you have to do it for your own kid, your kids or whatever, it's like a, it gives you a different punch. No, you got to go hard. It's like Sonya Nor- Norwood. Yeah. Like Sonya had a reputation back in the yeah. day of being like, you know, a hard parent to deal with. But when you look back on retros in retrospect, like man, Sonya Norwood did her thing, and Mr. Yeah. Norwood, Willie Norwood, that's your mama. Yeah, cause yeah. they, yeah, and even uh, uh, Jeanette, uh, yeah. J. Pat, like, yeah. you know, these are these are uh, parents that went hard for their kids, and now look at them. So yeah. credit to all of them. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know uh, on one of our previous podcasts we talked a lot. We I forgot how we got into it. We were talking about Thanksgiving, and it was one of my favorite actually cuts of you talking about passing out turkeys and. Oh yeah, wearing the chinchillas. Wearing the chinchillas, yeah. Well, we are at that time again. Uh, you know, um, everybody who has a thought about doing something for their community is is thinking about gifts and toy drives and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. we got Meek Mills, who is uh, a Philly guy, mm-hmm. um, has put together a half million dollar Christmas toy giveaway for the kids in that area, mm-hmm. and then he's gotten. Um, uh, Robert, Robert Kraft. Kraft and also was it Mike, is Michael, it Rubin? Michael Rubin, the mm-hmm. owner of the 76ers mm-hmm. to kick in. So I always think that's cool, particularly where, and I always say this about athletes and, and people who are in a position to give, their biggest weight is to force other people to do it as well. You mm. know, it's like, it's what you can do, but then when you can pull your, your really rich friends and your corporation friends mm-hmm. to come in and do, it really gives an opportunity to do some real damage. But I was a, uh, Super excited to see that Meek did that and he's passing out PlayStations. And he, because he's probably like, he really knows what kids want. Mm-hmm. He passing out PlayStations, games, downloads, extra yeah. kids, you know, all that kind of stuff yeah. and, and making uh, Christmas for a lot of people out in Philly. Yeah, he, uh, he did it last year, but he can, but this year he's going to be, he's going to actually be there. Last year, obviously, when we were still in the pandemic, we, yeah. Yeah. Well, we were in a pandemic, we still in it. But, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but I guess given the. Y'all vaccinated? 
Yeah, 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 I'm boosting my booster tomorrow. I get a booster. I'm gonna be up at the Walgreens. Like, hey, I might get two. I might get two. Hey, put one in this arm and in this. Right. Oh, I got the flu and all that too. I, I, I got hit up both times. But it's you know so so the flyer so it's this Sunday, this Sunday at the uh at the convention center. Okay. Um, and it said it said on the on his Instagram it said computers, bikes, toys, coats, and more. Okay. I'm interested in the and more of Robert Kraft. I want that a massage parlor voucher. Cause I know he knows. Hey, what the fuck? I'm just wow. saying. I'm just like, hey, I need. He really? Hey, I'll, I'll give me a PS5. <laughs> you went from I, a I kids' toy PS5. drive to that. I'm just saying. <laughs> but you got it. But the thing is, though, you have to put put the promotion code in, like, in order to get the thing he got. <laughs> Promotion code, promotion code Brady, <laughs> get you the number four. You understand me? Yeah, I, I, that's hilarious. Patriot missile. Patriot. <laughs> that that's hilarious. You getting the works? That's hilarious. The full, the full money. Patriot missile. I no, love yeah. that. No, nah, but they're uh, you know Meek is doing his thing and. Uh, no, nah, shout out to me because it seems like too. Um, he's really, really committed to that as well. I think that situation that he went through, where he had to, you know, where he got back locked up, and he had been on uh, probation. I didn't even know that happened. What happened? He had got. This was like years ago when they. Oh, had like that, okay. Free, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I thought it was like something since then. Oh no, okay. no, no, no. no. Okay. But, but I think just him going through that and people uh, being made aware of his case that he had been on yeah. probation for like well, decades. And that, and it was and and that judge. That's crazy. That yeah. just so you think about like if he didn't have the resources and the notoriety that he had, right? He wouldn't be able to do this, right? Right. She was trying to take him off the streets. Yeah. Like he was like an arch criminal, like yeah. you know, yeah. it was crazy. So, so I think he said yeah. arch criminal, like. <laughs> like we on yeah, so I thought, you know, like I the penguin or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> like Green Lantern. Or something. Wait, wait, wait the, no, the Green Goblin was the. Was the there's, a, there's a lantern too, though, but he was a, a hero. Yeah, he was a hero. Yeah, he was a hero. He was the villain. I'm sorry, Rob. You make no, I, no. That was the only point I was making. I just was thinking, like, man, she almost took this brother off the streets. You know, yeah. she tried yeah. really, really hard, and it took Robert Kraft. It took some other folks that were, you know, trying to get involved and help. And and, and oh, well, this last little tidbit, he is a lot of these. Uh, there a lot. I don't know how many, mm-hmm. but I know that uh, a lot of these uh, the giveaways mm-hmm. are for families who were directly affected by the justice system. Oh, so wow. I do know that in reform, the project reform is a part of this. Wow. So they're going to see to it that, uh, you know, a, a large portion, if not all of them, I don't I wouldn't guess what. Man, they need to call Kim and have her bring her baby bar law degree down there, little baby saying? bar GED law degree no. down there. And but you know what, though? With between <laughs> GED law. I said it. Hey, nah, I'm but with you. them, because uh, I, I think he does a lot of that stuff with Jay and him, too, at Rock yeah, Nation. Rock Nation's He's involved. a part of it. Yeah, yeah like they, no, salute to all those guys, man, because that's what's going to take what it's going to take you see a lot of a lot of brothers right now older gentlemen who are now get coming out of jail uh who have been exonerated especially from you know cases where uh they had dna evidence or evidence that could have been presented that was thrown out that could have you know proved their innocence so it's i think it's just one of those times now where people as it relates to criminal justice criminal justice reform if they have a voice and some kind of celebrity, the people are really beginning to kind of uh, step up to the forefront now in order to help others. So salute yeah. to people like me, Jay, 
Kim yeah. K, Van Jones. Kanye. Yeah, yeah even oh, Kanye oh, yeah. With, with him trying to get uh, Larry Hoover out. I mean, and, and let me just say this real quick, too, just so people have an understanding about that, not to go down a, a rabbit hole real quick, but as it relates to Larry Hoover's case, what I do want people to know, speaking as a Chicagoan, um, yeah, you know, what what Mr. Hoover did and was, you know, convicted for and sentenced to jail for, like, those are real crimes. That was all real. Um, there was a negative impact that the gangster lifestyle had on Chicago and still does. What the fight is and what they're trying to bring to bring to people's attention is the fact that uh, Larry Hoover's been locked up exceptionally longer than uh, like white counterparts who either have had like the same kind of crimes, you know, kind of equivalent to what his crime was, if not something that they've done even worse that they were sentenced to. And so the 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 awareness that Larry Hoover Jr., his son, is trying to raise and Kanye is the fact is, well, if you can let, you know, white prisons yeah, out yeah, or inmates, right. then why not let Larry Hoover out? So I don't want people to, to look at that it. that question for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't want people to look at it like, and you know. really understand. Yeah, yeah, like they're glorifying. They're not saying he's innocent. Yeah, they're not saying he's innocent, and they're not trying to glorify the gangster lifestyle. They've and what also he had release dates, though, for him. They also had, like, just throughout the years, yeah. uh, he'll be released at this, and they just keep pushing it back. And they just keep pushing no it back. explanation as to mm -hmm. why they keep denying exactly. uh, the release. So, so that's that's what it's about. So I, I just want people to know that, because even me and me and Ann, your mother, we had a conversation about that um, on Sunday, and she just wanted to know. She was like, well, why... You know, why is everybody going so hard for that? And, you know, because I remember Chicago like this during this time. Right. I remember Larry. Yeah. No, she, she was <laughs> like, I remember that time. I was afraid of him. She remembers those those times when, like, that whole situation was going on. So um, I was just explaining to her what that was. And I just thought it was important to explain that to everybody else because I think there are a lot of people that are under that impression that, you know, they're just trying to free okay, this right. gangster. So, so, okay, so as a show, should we be for the freeing Larry? I think we should be for be for uh, freeing equal people. Justice. Yeah, equal, equal justice. Equal sentences. Okay, like, and, that, yeah. and that's really what right, I'm about. So that. free yeah. Larry. Yeah, I, like everybody knows me. Like I, I believe just you know, if you're guilty, you're guilty. But sentencing should be the same. Yeah, the when you've done your time and you you know you served your time, yeah. you, you you should come debt. out. Yeah, yeah you, you pay, pay the debt, debt to society. You get to move on. Yeah. Um, one quick thing, just on the uh, on the philo uh, philanthropic things. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're gonna do maybe like a stat lines matter pig feet giveaway for Christmas. We're gonna get pots of pig feet wow. away to our listeners. That's just horrible. So, pig feet and field peas. So you just gonna raise everybody's blood you pressure. Get your blood pressure. A, a whole <laughs> but I love pig feet. Of, of so I may be down John. for that. <laughs> um Did you guys uh watch the game last night? The, the Monday night. Uh, I didn't was, catch uh, it, but I, I was catching highlights like on ESPN. Just explain it to me. Well, listen, it, it's not a lot to explain. You had two of the most explosive offenses, two of the better teams in the NFL mm -hmm. uh, that were playing each other last night. And uh, I'm going to be honest, they did not disappoint. Um, I was, as recently as yesterday, very critical of Matt Stafford, your boy, uh, Matt. Um, the real Matty Ice, I guess. Mm. Uh, man, he had an unbelievable... I, he made some throws yesterday. But why were you doubting Matt Stafford, though? Because I, Matt, I, Matt is... like, And I, I can't put my finger on it, and Rob explained it, I think, decently yesterday, that sometimes maybe it is just Detroit. You know, Detroit just has its struggles in a lot of areas. Uh, mm. But 
maybe they were losing just because it was some Detroit thing. But mm. his record, we talked about his record of uh, nine and seventy one. Now ten against uh, now ten, <laughs> ten and seventy one against teams with winning records in his career, which is a very damning uh, uh, statistic. Mm-hmm. But man, he balled yesterday. Uh, yeah, and I think um, I mean honestly, I, I I was I was thinking about this this morning. I was like, I mean, it, it yes, it was it is leaving the Detroit Lions. But how many people have left Detroit and the, the, the sentence has been, and that's when everything went wrong? <laughs> like, no one. Like, no one's ever said that. When people leave Detroit, even oh if they go God, to Cleveland, it's, it's like, hey, man, you know what? I, you know, I'm off my diabetes medicine. <laughs> off my anxiety. Ever since I left you know Cleveland, I, yeah, things have just been looking up. pounds and uh, everything's working out. <laughs> His story is just like everybody else's that yeah, left Detroit. Yeah. I left Detroit. And then he moved to California of all yeah. places. I mean, you in know, a he's, big he's, market. His hair looking like Brad Pitt a little bit. Like yeah. he's embracing the whole wow. I mean, you went from Detroit to Los Angeles. You're gonna play better. You gonna you gonna think about think about like they couldn't they there was a there was a guy there who played running back. They played millions of dollars. He was like, you know what, I don't wanna come back here and run the football. <laughs> Like I literally, and Barry saying, I don't want to come back here and play football for millions of dollars. I'm leaving. He no, wanted to real. leave Detroit. Calvin that's Johnson, real. same thing. And yeah. all these guys have pretty much the same outside of Barry Sanders. He didn't. He played before him with Scott Mitchell and some other guys. But mm. you know, I mean, Calvin Johnson's uh, record against you know winning teams is probably pretty similar. And and he wasn't a bad receiver. Yeah, now, I saw Calvin Johnson the other day at the Dollar Tree since he left Detroit. Look at like Ralph, Ralph Tresvant. Just look at everybody comes up like route like eighty seven route or, yeah like or, like or like twenty twenty one route no, sensitive stone cold Jim. okay wow. okay you saw that the Dollar Tree dollar, no I'm just kidding I was about to say man what's Megatron doing at the Dollar Tree he looking good but but I, I will I, I'll, I'll say this about Matt Stafford because I have been watching him throughout the season and like I, I, a lot of people have just been kind of critical throughout this this particular season because it's kind of seemingly been up and down for the Rams yeah um but I, I knew that once he got over there and he got situated situated and found, and found See, and, black people get situated yeah, yeah. you got to get situated I, I literally never heard a white person use the word uh, yeah yeah I've never heard I feel a white like person black for black that's only. definitely so, us hey big Matthew Stafford you had to get situated. you had to get situated <laughs> yeah. and, and then with the uh, with the move with uh with Odell coming over there like I and think Odell yeah. He, Odell three, came over there. Three games. Three games. First time since 2015 since he left Eli now. Yeah. So I think he had some old coming to Jesus. Maybe he got on the phone with Eli and apologized or something, but he's doing better now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, it's, it's, it's looking up. I'm, and Aaron Donald had a great game, too. Uh, Aaron Donald went crazy. Yeah, he oh, went yeah? crazy, closed out the game with a sack. Uh, they should have killed the ball. I don't know. Oh, why. I don't know why, why they didn't spike yeah, I was watching that. At least get the hell made. Not Cliff Kingsbury best game. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I don't know what if, if that was Kyler on his own because I, I can't imagine there would be a coach who said, "Yeah, just go ahead and run a play." Yeah, just yeah. I, I, I mean, and you look at you look at now. So the Rams had lost three out of four games, right? Yeah, and now they are one game one out game of first out, place, yeah. right behind the, uh, the Cardinals. Yeah, who they beat. And so it's do they and they have another game. Uh, that part I don't know who's left. I got did, did Kyle story. Murray play last night? Yeah, Kyle Murray. He did, did with okay. his big old head. Yeah, man. okay. And, hey, and that you know, throw. That's yeah, what I was about to say this. that if you man, wanted to shit. watch some pro arms, yes, yeah. And, and and for Kyle, it's it's actually a little bit more entertaining to watch because he's such he's so much smaller, right. than, than Matthew Stafford. Do they play again? Can we see if they play again or if they're done for the year? Because I because that yeah, that yeah. will come down to everything. I, I I I was watching Kyler. Kyler can throw the ball from. Left hash, and all he the did. Way to the, yeah, and, and like I, I told, I told that to my brother. We were out uh, smoking cigars and watching the game, and he was on the right hash, 
and threw a ball on a guy who was just tight like that. I said, that's the equivalent of throwing a ball 60 yards and hitting an apple off of somebody's head. That's like, crazy. That was the window. And 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 Stafford had a pass like that. Was yeah. it a cup? Was it the Cooper? Who who was the uh, the cor- the touchdown to the corner? And then the pass to Van Jefferson. That that might have been a, like I'm not trying to be like I'm not trying to go crazy. Hyperbolic. That might have been one of the best throws I've ever seen, if not the best throw. That throw to to Van Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. Boy. Yeah, that was so so like, yeah. I jumped up. I was out and I jumped up out of my seat for and nobody else was really watching the game but me. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and because I had money on it, you know I'm that guy. Oh yeah, yeah, he's so, that guy. Win? No, oh, so, no? You, so you we talked about it. So I, I took the bets that took, we said. Okay, okay. Wow. But you were right. They got there was the game closed at uh, 53. So yeah. your your play was uh, the over was on point. Don't bet, invest. Let yeah. me ask this: predictions for Super Bowl. Like, who do y'all think? Oh wow, put me on the spot. Um, I know that you've been liking the Patriots. I just, it's not that I like, I actually don't like the Patriots. No, I'm but saying to go to the Super Bowl. I'm, just, like I'm resolving myself that it's going to be Green Bay and the Patriots because mm. that's the kind of year I've had. I've had a terrible year betting. <laughs> the Bears have upset me. And that would be like the worst case scenario. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers against like, you know, the Patriots. Yeah. Like, I'm over them. I'm over all of that. That rookie quarterback uh, that they got over there, the Patriots, what's on? Um, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Yeah, Who? man. So, and they look to be like, like like the Chiefs seem to be finding their way now, uh, because they they went through a little bit of a law offensively, and the Chiefs looked good last Sunday. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and then you got you got and then you thought that well what's going on with the Rams? Well, they seem to have answered a lot of questions yesterday. Um, you got Dallas looking like they they're about to try. To, I mean, I think the NFC is a little bit more jumbled than the yeah. AFC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, if I got to go AFC, I still I still probably am gonna go. Chiefs? I would go Chiefs, and and only because, like, and, and again, I'm influenced by betting and fantasy football, but I have Patrick Mahomes, and I don't think they're, like, literally, teams are playing them in this two-deep safety look, mm. and they're just running the ball. They're just, and w- which is something that they, he w- they didn't want to do earlier in the year, which is maybe went to their struggles, but now that they're running the ball, it's opening up things, and now they're starting to look like the Chiefs again. So I have a Dope. question, and this is just totally not in the I, I just thought, why? What's what's going on with Hopkins and and Kyler Murray? Like before before last night's game, he only had thirty seven catches. He was I mean, he was hurt. I'm, no, I'm saying the fourth the fourth most catches. But I don't know how many games did he miss? He missed like four games. So, but he he doesn't seem like last game the the game before he only had two catches. Yeah, like he I mean, seem to be getting targeted. Well, he's not he's not forcing. I mean, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is the focus of the defense, and I think he's got other. Well, he's always been the focus. Yeah, but he's now I think he's got, they got other guys that they can throw the ball. So, right, the targets aren't where they were. Now they got Rondell because he can't keep Chris having Kirk, those miracle plays. Hopkins, and they got Zach Ertz, and they got and they got uh, Connor, who I believe led them in uh, reception. Yeah, last and night. they got Zach Ertz. I, I I watched them. Well, first off, I think and they Kyler, lost. Kyler's been out, and Hopkins has been out. Right. They, Hopkins, I think is still a little bit banged up. Mm-hmm. And he dropped that ball in. Man. Yeah, so I just think it's that. Like, I, yeah, I think, I think it's that too. too. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's anything to it, but I think they're a better team when they're not like it doesn't work for fantasy as much. Mm-hmm. But they're a better team when they're not forcing the ball into one. Yeah, guy. you got Hopkins. I know he's fifty. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know that. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, LeBron. I, you know, the show. Always finds a way to get LeBron into the to the discussion. So Absolutely. we were when we were talking uh, about how we we're gonna put the show together. He, you know, because he loves LeBron, mm-hmm. 
That's his man. That's your man? Yeah, that's for your, sure. That's yeah. your folk? Yeah. Okay. That's your folk? Yes, okay. Go ahead, man. Speak It's no speech. You know, I was just, you know, obviously the last game. I would last like to take game. this opportunity to show my love. <laughs> he became the oldest, the oldest guy to, you know, to, to record a triple-double in the NBA history. And I was just like, man, you know, this is this dude is his last uh, eight games, he's averaged 29 points, eight and eight, mm. or a uh, seven and eight. Um and you're just looking at a guy who's in his 19th year, mm-hmm. and I think it's just pretty special what we're watching. You know, if you just if you're just talking about sports in general, have a guy producing at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday he played. Friday he just finished a back to back at OKC. Saturday he flew to his son's game in Phoenix. Sunday he flew back to Orlando, recorded the triple double. I mean, like Orlando's five and 24. Go ahead though. But but I'm saying coming from Phoenix all the way to Orlando after playing three games in four days. I mean, that's pretty special, man. I mean, look, it's, you know, it's cool. And, 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 and him he and could. Michael Jordan are the only players over 36 to average 25. What? What? What's his name? What? Five. Say his name? What? what? Say his name, though. Michael Jordan. Say his name? Cool. My, Michael Jordan. There you Michael go. Jeffrey Jordan. All right, cool. All right, cool. cool. Him and Michael Jackson have the same initials. All right. Exactly. Michael Joseph. I was just yeah. trying to detect that there was some Pippin venom behind that. I, I just that, but think it's some, you know, hey, man, I just think they're the two goats. That's all. It's no, the, I mean. In the same pasture, and they're eating together, and they're living peaceful. Well, I'll say this, man. I, goat I, named Michael and the goat named LeBron. <laughs> I enjoy watching LeBron play. I do enjoy watching him play. Um, I mean, as a Chicagoan, he ain't Mike. He that not. that and that and that's okay. He's not Reggie Thea. That is that's okay. O- right? that, that's, that's okay. okay. He's not Artist Gill. That's okay. I did. <laughs> no. <laughs> Now LeBron is LeBron LeBron is that guy. I'll I'll give him that. What I will ask though, and this is so early, but I'm I'm just gonna ask: Do you think they gonna do the playoffs? Do you think the Lakers are really like going to be that team, a a dominant team, when it goes into the postseason? I I think that, and I've said this before, I don't think they're a team that is. comprised of the all the pieces that you need to really go. Okay. However, mm. if you have LeBron James, I don't care if he's the AC, the 4C, if you have LeBron James healthy and one other guy, you got a real shot. That's the truth. Um hate aside, um he's a a, a fierce competitor. Yeah. Um when he turns it and cranks it up, you saw it, I think uh in the game last night or the night before, I mean, he's, you know, he's like mastered that, you know, sort of chase down. Oh, the blocks. Oh, yeah, the blocks. yeah, yeah. Three of those. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and the thing that I realize, and we talk about this all the time in, in all seriousness, he, I don't know if he can sustain it. Mm. NBA is a long season. Right. He deals with injury. Mm-hmm. Like he's not, he looks, you know, indestructible, but yeah. father time is undefeated. So he has to manage his health and his body. And I think that's where the composition of the roster has failed them because he should be able to take plenty of games off and have Russell Westbrook and have AD carry them through those Orlando games where you got this guy out here putting in triple-double action on a game that he should be in a suit. Facts. He should have been with his son. He shouldn't even have to fly into the city. But AD was out. AD was out. Right. Yeah. But and even even then, like, like you gotta be able to get past a five and twenty team or whatever Orlando is and you know, a back to back against a six and whatever Oklahoma City. Like, that's where I think if they get caught up later, mm. look back at these games where he's having to average. I looked at that 
I saw something that showed his like last eight games, but a lot of those games are not even against good teams. They haven't really started playing good teams in the mm. So he's expending a lot of energy to get wins mm. over bad teams. And right now, they're still only two games over 500. They played a week schedule that was loaded with a lot of home games. So when they get on the road and they got to go to Denver, they got to go to Utah, they got to go to Phoenix, they got to, right. you know what I'm saying? When All it right. gets like that, I'm concerned if I'm a Laker fan on how LeBron's going to hold up if he has to continue to go 38-8 or whatever he's doing. Right, and he didn't have to fly to Orlando. He just flew back. Oh, right, because they, played, they right. played out there. That's right. I just want to be, I think I messed yeah. up on that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, so, but I think that one of the things, one of the things that we have yet to really see, and this is why I, I, I feel like you, obviously, um, is we haven't seen them. They've been out, whether it's been AD a little bit, and obviously LeBron due to injury and suspension. Mm-hmm. So to see them play together, what they have done as of recent is they've turned up their defensive, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the, the defensive intensity. And, and one of the places that they were suffering was in the third quarter, which mm-hmm. they held uh, Orlando to um, the lowest points that they've held any opponent in 22 years since 1999. Oh, wow. So, okay. so they turned that part up. And if they can continue to do that, then because they were last in in defense for a few for, for a long for, time. I mean, basically the yeah. the majority of So the now they're like middle of the pack and now yeah. they're giving up around 104 points a game, which is like a market improvement. So, you just have to just again after the the, the Christmas break see where things right. are health-wise and and uh it's it is a long season and that's why you don't want to get too far out ahead of your skis, but right, right. now the Nets are favored to win it all, according to uh, Odd Shark. Mm-hmm. But I, I like Golden State. Yeah. So I mean, that's me. I, I'm I'm curious to see not to switch to Golden State, but to switch to Golden State. I'm curious to see what how they work Clay in, and how they work uh, and work Kyrie with, back in. And, I mean, th- yeah, because that 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 tells you if they're still favored. And I mentioned this on our last yeah. show that that tells you that they believe that Kyrie's coming back. Yeah. If these still fa- if, if if the Nets are still favored, yeah. Somewhere around the you know the wise guys, they know something. Well, is I, that I, is I, that contingent him coming back based on him getting that plant thing, it the the vaccine I, thing I, or whatever? I don't know all that. Now you now you talking now you talking about No, no, no. I, that, yeah. no I don't I, want no chip. No, I I, I just I thought I read soon. that somewhere that No, that I think I think there's a chance that and we talked about this uh in the other episode that there could be a situation where you see him, uh, where things relax in okay. New York as okay. far as like uh, mandates and things. Maybe he comes back. Okay. I heard that him and Katie have been talking, so maybe. But I, they just—they just passed a mandate, the governor, that every everywhere indoors you have to have. That, yeah. So, so I mean, really? they just wrapped listen. It up. I, I believe in Kyrie's resolve. I think he's one of them crazy dudes that's willing to to be like, I don't need money. I'll go back and live in the two. Oh, like, right. like, like I just think he's one of those guys. Um, but I will say, I think what is driving the uh, odds for for Brooklyn is they are a much better defensive team. Like when they were what they were last year, it was like they were a middle of the pack, kind of where the Lakers are right now, middle mm. of the pack defense. Now they're a top five defense in in a lot of different metrics. Mm. Uh, so I think that has a lot to do. And then it's KD and it's you know, yeah. Harden and you know whatever. But I think like uh, Warriors look great. Um, Curry doesn't get enough credit, in my opinion. Really? I, I believe that Curry, and again, th- people are going to take this as a shot against LeBron, but I think Curry is the most like Jordan in this era. No, and that, that sentiment has been echoed like throughout the And I've been world. saying that for the a while. Yeah. With that is just defensively, he's a Sid. You know, d- d- defensively, 
you can't. They try to hide him. Whereas, of course, like, they try to hide him and still manage to and still manage to play good team. But with, but with LeBron, you know, he's obviously he plays defense, has played it for a long time at a very high level. But he's not as good in defense anymore either. Correct. But he seems to be also because I've seen him get finding by a few times. Well, to your point, when he when he when he took the when he first came back, they were at, the Lakers were actually worse defensively. Mm-hmm. That has now since started to change some, yeah. obviously. Uh, but to your point, you're so. If we're talking about defense, mm. and we're talking about you know that being the hallmark of championship, or, or, or one of the one of the, it's to me it's the most important metric to me. Okay. Um, if Kyrie comes back, that starts to slip some, similar to the way the Memphis defense was bottom when John ja Morant was playing. Now that John ja Morant's been yeah. out, they started Tyrus. They've been starting Tyrus Jones who's actually a better defender, and all the guys that come in to back him up, whether it's Melton, all those guys are much better defensively, whereas John Morant, when he was in the game, they were losing, they were losing, they were they were averaging somewhere between 114, 117 points per game, uh, points given up. Now that he's, you know, now that he's been out for the past, you know, maybe it was two weeks, um, that's improved, and they've been number one for a long time, for, since that time. Mm. So, you when you look at Kyrie coming back, what does what does that dynamic look like defensively, and is it worth the you know the the trade off? Right. No, I agree, and I, I I think Brooklyn is figuring out life without Kyrie. Oh, and that's what yeah, it looks like. Well, Patty Absolutely. Mills. Patty Mills. Okay. Patty Mills and and, well, and Joe Harris was there last year, but, right. but 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 Patty Mills. Yeah. Can 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 shoot the shoot the ball every bit. And Joe's been out. Yes, Joe's been, been hurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so you get guys like Bruce Brown coming in and picking up the slack and. Uh, Claxon's back, and, and they got this guy Bembry that's getting a lot of DeAndre Bembry yeah. from the mm. Hawks. Yeah, getting a lot of minutes, and I, I would imagine that his specialty is defense. Super athlete. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super. So no, but um, it's 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 uh it's a lot of fun to watch the NBA right now in this moment. Mm-hmm. I am not as much as I talk mess about the Lakers. I'm certainly not counting it. Like LeBron is too good to count out. Like he's he is a Jordan type. Uh player where it's like if he's on your team you have a lot of confidence that it's gonna be hell yeah now he's starting to shoot the ball shoot the three ball from distance yeah he's shooting the ball uh he's shooting the ball more from three 40 percent of his shots are coming from three point really yeah and so if he shoots at a good clip and he can maintain that then they'll benefit wow but i think that the problem with the lakers is that if you're counting on lebron to be your best or your one of your two best Perimeter shooters, that's going that's to a cost point. you in the play. Well, because that's something that we haven't seen. Right. Where, and they just think this doesn't have enough shooting. Yeah. What is Westbrook that's averaging? A, that's fair. If, yeah. What is he What is he averaging? The same as you or oh me. My God. He's terrible. Oh, my God. Wow. He's, oh I mean, God. seriously. And wow. I, as a Lake, as, as a person who roots for them to lose, yeah. if he hits a couple early, I'd be hyped. Because you know wow. he's going to be jacking them in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's tough wow. sometimes, man. I mean, you know, he's one of those guys, when he's going great, he's must-see TV. Yeah. 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 But it's, I always it's, say, I always say, if I'm at LA Fitness, he's my guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give me him. You're stupid. When I'm in the arena, not so. But you just see, but you just see the timing off between because he's a you know obviously pick and roll guys. So yeah, he loves to throw those live, and I yeah. just watch so many get intercepted. Yeah, like, <laughs> like uh, I have that. You. And, and you know, AD's kind of like he's not knowing, and 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 and, and uh, DeAndre Jordan. I mean, they catch a few, but yeah. a lot of those little turnovers, man. Yeah, and and and, and, and the guys, even their big guys, they're not the young athletic. You know, like what's no. my man? What's my man uh, in in Washington? Dan, the guy from the Bulls, Daniel. Uh, oh, Daniel Gafford. Daniel Gafford. You know those guys, yeah. and 
and, and Obi Topin. Is that his name? Obi yeah, Topin. Obi Topin. Like these young yeah. bigs that can yeah. go up and they got these verses. Yeah. Like the guys for the Lakers, yeah. they old. Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> they, 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 yeah. hip, they hip joints be yeah. sore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now that's real. I mean, you you watch them and some of these, they're not even jumping. Like they're like, I can't do that. Yeah, I can't. I, I, ain't got, hey, I can't yeah. do that for you, bro. That's crazy though that, that Westbrook is like, over there in Los Angeles, which you think would would have just bought a, a he's been still a playing automatic. with the same intensity. Yeah, it's just, it's just not connected. They're just trying to find that right, you know that that right chemistry right now. And I just think it's early. Guys have been in and out. You just gotta you just because I haven't tapped in but, NBA but really honestly, like that yet. Yeah, but honestly, I'm, I'm just coming out no, of college bro, football. Check in. He started legit. off that okay. way with the Wizards last year, and in the second half of the season, I, he was lights out. I mean, he played very efficiently last year in the second half of the season. So. That's why you just kind of just, well, we'll just, yeah. I hate saying this, but we got to let it all play. You got to let, nah, right. yeah, let it play. Well, especially in the NBA, like, it's nothing's really real till after those Christmas Day games. Right. Then you start, like, then you tap in. Like, yeah. that's the real. And that's usually when I tap yeah, in. No, it's like, I tap in on Christmas Day, yeah. the Christmas game, and I'm like, okay. Okay, now, now I'm going to see what's going Yo, on. Yo, I'm going to say this real quick, and then, and then I want to uh, talk a little bit. Um, I just want to see what we're going to do on some other stuff, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kevin Durant had 51 points on like 30 shots. Yes. Like, like unmatched. 40 in the third quarter. Yeah, his efficiency. I mean, it's like. Yeah, this is with, when Harden was out. Harden was out. Uh, uh, you know, he's like, you know, just all the shots. Yeah. Falling. Yeah. yeah. Falling. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, but KD, he's brain. another one yeah, that, no, that knows uh, how to turn Who's he going at it against? Uh, was it Cole? Was it Cole? It was, who's he going at it against? It was, it was. Uh, I think it was, was it, uh, was it Orlando? I think it was. Orlando. Yeah, I think it was Cole Anthony. Yeah. Anyway, it was uh, that that was a that was special to see. Yeah, you, I, I like seeing the special guys mm -hmm. have have those special moments. Yeah, no, oh, it, yeah. it's fun. It's super fun to watch. Um, what are you doing for? Well, obviously, I, I know somewhat the answer to the question, but what are you doing for Christmas? <laughs> I'm gonna know we all have. <laughs> yeah, I will be with y'all. Yeah, yeah. Nah, but uh, for for Christmas, just all together, period, just the holiday season. It's been a lot of uh. Man, it's just been a lot of time spent with like family and friends. Like even this past Sunday, yeah, my mom fried some chicken. Your mother came over. Yeah, our cousin Cynthia. Like we just hung out. I, I think this time of year, I just really, um, I really take full advantage of it because all of our schedules, you know, throughout the year, some people will be out of town. Yeah. Some people may be out of the country or yeah. just you know working all together. Period. So when we get this opportunity to all kind of come together, you know, during the holiday season, I just. I enjoy it, man. I eat the food. I, you drink the drink. I drink the drinks. You like, you're a bourbon drinker, right? Definitely a bourbon drinker. Yeah, I I I, I was never really a bourbon guy, mm -hmm. and I got into bourbon like mm -hmm. a little bit. I, I found a bourbon that I liked that I've been drinking. So what have you been drinking? Uh, it's it's called Blanton's. Oh yeah, yeah, like that's it. a good one. I'm more of a Scotch guy. Yeah, you yeah, like the scotches, scotch, but uh, but see, scotches twist me up. I don't know what it is. I, I had some Blue Label like a while ago. Blue Label's fantastic. I mean, that, Man, that had me that's twisted like super premium. I mean, they got to get the key. Yeah. yeah. It's top it was probably because I was drinking that shit like Kool-Aid. You're that not supposed to drink Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, I was down in it. And I know how to drink scotch properly, but for some odd reason, I think I just got a little geeked up because I was drinking Blue Label. What's your, what's your drink of choice through the holidays? Like yeah. holiday specific. Okay. If, if it's not diet, Right. It's, it's not about the calories. No, for the for the for the savoring the yeah, experience for the moment. That's, it's, it's fireplace it's, going festivities. It's definitely Scotch uh, Talisker. Uh, oh yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. It's probably like my and uh, Glen Levin French Oak Reserve. I like. That oh too. nice. Yeah, they, I think yeah I think I actually. You guys like Uncle Nearest? 
Let's give a quick plug to Uncle Nearest real quick because they may even want to come in and be a sponsor. Of that's like that's the um, that's the, 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 there's the, a story behind that. There's a story behind it. Uh, there's there was a a slave by the name of Uncle Nearest. This was in uh, Tennessee, I believe, Lynchburg, Tennessee, where Jack Daniels was created. Anyway, uh, this free slave taught Jack Daniels, the Jack Daniels, how to distill. And how to come up with the brand that is now on the market, Jack Daniels, that we all know what and love. What a unique story! It we was create something and then we created else it, takes and it Jack Daniels I've ran never with heard it. That, that no, that blend, that <laughs> recipe that is so famous uh, with Jack Daniels, a black man came up with that, a slave came up with that, and it was it was basically stolen from him. Anyway, his family or descendant, his descendants, uh, I think you know, had known this for some years, were able to develop a patent. Or get a patent for um, a particular blend or recipe that he had for another whiskey, which, by the way, is way smoother and way better than Jack Daniels. Take it from me, because I've been drinking Jack Daniels since I was 17. 15. 15. Yeah, I don't want to go that Tell far back. Truth. I didn't want to look so <laughs> dysfunctional. Hey, at home, don't, don't, yeah, do don't, that. don't, don't do that. Like don't me. do that. I was on some other <laughs> shit. But no, it, it's, a, it's a perfect uh, blend. If, if any of you guys out there are interested in getting it, please get it. Uncle Nearest, they have two different types. There's more of a, a, a higher higher end uh, kind that they have. But check it out. Go on their website, Black Owned, Black Recipe. And they doing numbers, too. Considered to be one of the best. Um, you must be an owner. That was the hey, best. Hey, it was pick. good. Hey, shout out to nah, Hey, K Burns. good. The boy just. Hey, hey he over here selling that drink. Hey, it's just good. It's and you know, with it being Black Owned uh, and with that backstory. Yeah, I think that backstory you know is everything. And I, I felt like I'd heard the story, and yeah, but that's that's awesome. Yeah. I, I've, I've never had it, but I will definitely get some. Man, you should get some because yeah. it's good. What um, we were talking uh, on the phone, we were putting the uh, the show together, mm. and we were talking about our best Christmases, worst Christmases, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, you were always working. Your your whole entire life was, um, your career, mm-hmm. but. How did you? I mean, obviously we had our big family Christmases, but like mm-hmm. your only child. Mm-hmm. Like, when did you come off the Santa thing? Like, when did your or mom? Did you and believe your dad, in Santa? Like, was there a belief in Santa? And then, like, was there an official? Like, I'm not in that. Like, no more. I don't. I'm not, I don't believe in the man in the suit. Like, what is? Yeah, that? I mean, uh, the the I think this whole Santa thing ended <laughs> when I was like seven, and like I literally just saw like my mom from the hard work that she was putting in. Yeah. Like, she'd be bringing gifts in in the house. And I was yeah. like, okay, those are the gifts. Run them up. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just like that. And it wasn't. You was just cool with that? Yeah. It, I didn't need to have a talk because I think uh, in mine school. Mine was much more devastating. Than no, I think in school somebody told me. It was like, nigga, that shit ain't real. Like, <laughs> I, was like I was like, yes, it is. <laughs> nah. So, wait. How, so, how long did you stay with the Santa thing? Nine years old. Really? Fourth grade. Okay. And it was like, we were on okay. our way back to Virginia. Uh, my dad and. My stepmother and my uh, my sister, because if y'all don't know black folks, we don't do step siblings. That's my sister. <laughs> right. Um, and we were driving up, and for some reason, I was digging through something in part of the luggage, and I saw this like plastic gun. It was like it was a little. It wasn't really nothing to be excited about. I was like, that better not be for me. <laughs> I said, I'm just having. I'm, <laughs> that better yeah. not be for I was me. Like, Hopefully, that's for one of my cousins, you know, because I got right. a ton of them up there. So, right. But I was like, my dad not that thoughtful. Anyway, so I was like, all right, you know what? This is gonna be my test. If this, if they try to say this is from Santa Claus on Christmas, mm. I'm gonna know the truth. 
Yeah. And sure enough, man, like the Christmas day came down. They said from Santa, I opened up that ragged ass gun. I was like, this is the worst <laughs> shit ever. And I was like, man, I was I was just crestfallen. I was just so really? disappointed because I was like, no, you just I'm like the lies. Wow. The lies. And then you tried. And then the so nobody like, told you at school. Nah. I mean, you know, people try to say it, but I was like, I was resistant. You know what I'm saying? Oh, to wow. that. I was resistant. And and so to to to, to that point, right, my when I lived in Lynchburg, Virginia, mm-hmm. a lot of times it was snow on Christmas. Okay. And my dad would go would go outside. And he'd be yelling. I'm like five, six. Robbie, come out here! Oh, and we had a we had a chimney the whole night. He was like, "Look, Santa sleigh tracks on the on the top of the house." So he would take a sleigh and drag. Oh, he do the whole. Yeah, oh, he man, would drag cool, it man. all the way to the chimney, and so it'd be sleigh tracks up there. And I'd be like, "Oh, oh, oh he oh, can't." Nah, that's cool. <laughs> you know? That's so cool. I thought that it was like, and the cookies be gone in the whole night. So I thought that I thought that that was the. Now my my mother did that one year, and I'll never forget it. It was great. It was like in '83, we were living in Dalton. Uh, one fifty seven oh five, and it was one of those snowy Christmases, and um, I came down because I, I think I'd gone to bed early, and usually on Christmas Eve mm-hmm. was when my mom would let me open the gifts like after midnight. So I just heard her yelling like, "Oh, Santa just came!" Woo woo woo! I ran downstairs. It was like a drum set there. Oh wow! Remember uh, yeah. our little dog Muggsy? Yeah, Muggsy. Yeah, got yeah. rid of. Yeah, we had our little dog and shit. He was a little white poodle. It was just the 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 perfect. Muggsy Christmas. was lit. Yeah, Muggsy was lit. Muggsy he was, was peeing lit. everywhere. Yeah, no, that's what I meant. Yeah, he was he yeah, was peeing he was everywhere. I mean, with his urine. Yeah, he was he was everywhere. He's peeing <laughs> on everybody and everything. <laughs> Man, <laughs> yeah, he was crazy. But that was the Christmas that I had. And then past that, I've never had a horrible... No, I will say there was one Christmas that I spent away from the family. It wasn't a horrible Christmas, but I hated the fact that I wasn't home with the family. Yeah. I was in Los Angeles, I think. Yeah, it's funny that you say that. So, okay, so on a Santa issue, I, I don't think my mom ever played them games with, about the Santa. About thing. Santa? I think one year we maybe... Maybe there were some cookies that went out, but it was like even with that, it was like more like just something to do. Yeah, I didn't think. I mean, we lived in a in a condo, so it wasn't like I thought some some white dude was going let's go pop come some down, gifts, you know, with some, oh, you know whatever. My mother told me he came through the sliding glass window when we moved. Yeah, <laughs> I, I said, "How you we ain't got no chimney?" He came yeah. through the sliding glass window. I said, <laughs> "Oh, okay." <laughs> but I can tell you this: Mark. like as a parent, like my kids will tell you, we we like we borderline like in terms of just observing mm-hmm. we we dang near jehovah's witness like we don't play halloween we don't I, we ain't do one minute of santa yeah it's like man i work too hard to give the credit for what i've done that's real to some other dude that's Saint real nick or whatever y'all call him chris crink was that his other name chris chris kringle yeah like, I, i'm not chris kringle didn't buy nothing around here I'll, especially now because they older they be drinking all my Jameson and shit. I'll be like, that was for me. That wasn't from Chris. But, but Merry Christmas, nigga. That's your gift. <laughs> yeah, that, you yeah, just drank it. You just drank it. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but we didn't do that either. He would, um, you know, me and Jalen and, and our family, we didn't do the whole Santa thing. We just, I think our thing has always been, which he's still into now. It's like the decorations. Love it's, that. It's become more of just like being with family. Right. That, that's, that's what it's what always been for me. Yeah. It's like it meant family. It mean meant you know back in those days, uh, my grandma got my cooking. Yep. You know all that and gathering, and and now it's it's just the same thing. It's the music. It's the whole night. Now yeah. you got little kids. Our kids. I do. Yeah. Our kids yeah, are yeah, yeah. You. So how, when is the cutoff? Like, because it been like Julie, like Robbie 
your oldest, but not be over there waiting on Santa. Nah, nah. So I tried. Okay, so I tried to end the Santa tradition with Levi, my youngest, six years old. So I was like, look, you know, I'm getting all extra militant. I'm like, I ain't giving no white man the credit, right? But it's, you know, what I'm saying, like, I used to. So I was like, why don't we just? I asked my wife, like, why don't we just be like, ain't no sense. She was like, absolutely not. And she shut that off. The other two got it. He's gonna get it. So like, Robbie asked me one time coming back from the Georgia Red and Black game. He asked me, was Santa real? And I had to, I'm like, you asking me? You want me to tell you? He was like, yeah. I was like, I can't lie to him at that point. Yeah. Right? So I was like, nah. But the, but see, he went so far with it. Like when he was eight years old, he wrote a letter. And he slid it underneath the tree skirt. And it was like, Santa, if you're real. This is what the letter says. Santa, if you're real, just please write yes or no. Uh-huh. And so I found the letter that night of Christmas. Please uh, tell me you didn't write yes or that shit. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> And then he found it, and he was super hyped. He was like, oh, oh man. Like, ho, ho, ho. Wow. <laughs> now, but when you have little kids like that, that's that's just part of it, and, and it's fun. And, I mean, as a parent, it puts a smile on your face because I think we may have – but Jalen had to have been, like, maybe three years old. Yeah. And he did the sitting on the Santa's lap thing. But after that, I think he was able to but that's just catch more like, on. That's more like just a photo op. Like, that ain't even real. Yeah, that yeah. That's just a dude in a suit. But he, but he enjoyed it, though. He thought for that particular year, he thought it was real. Did, question. Hey, fellas, did, did y'all, was there ever a moment, like uh, like never. a singular moment? Not, not moment. Really? No. That's real. Are y'all going to do that for your kids, or are you going to go ahead and play the game? Yeah, and the times are different now. See, it's like I mess with y'all. You want kids to be rooted in reality. Like exactly. it ain't it ain't no time to be on no fantasy trip it, in this day and age. It's just so, too like, much. Now Mrs. Claus the little she got the little outfit on. That's different. Now we can play them. You games. can play them games. <laughs> we can definitely play them games all year round. <laughs> all year round. You can you put the Santa suit on in hey, July. You get that little velvet skirt. I got oh, your candy cane all year round. I ho 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 that ass. Goddamn three sixty five. Goddamn. <laughs> that's oh so God. funny well listen man um i think this is a good uh place to break uh if you're still listening god bless you um this has been a lot of fun having my my cousin and my former podcast partner uh back here doing a thing you see the chemistry you see how we just get Absolutely. back in lockstep so we're gonna do this this is not gonna be the only time but i know we're gonna lose you back to chicago yeah uh, for season five of the shy on Showtime, so get the Absolutely. app, download the Showtime app, or please your local do cable providers to see him and to support him. I know you spoke earlier about uh, an animated project that you got coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Give us, can you, are you able to talk about that right now? Yeah, absolutely. I, I could give people kind of the, the gist of what it is. Um, first of all, shout out to Joshua Leonard from Leonard Studios. Uh, Joshua Leonard created this amazing project called Team Supreme based around um, kids with disabilities and special needs uh, whose disabilities and special needs are turned into superpowers through the lead character's father, who's like this brilliant scientist. And so the the project pretty much is, um, you know, to celebrate diversity, inclusion, to raise awareness about uh, people with disabilities who, you know, that, that particular group... Um, just has been overlooked and continues to be overlooked and, and underrepresented, especially within television and film. And so we're just looking to, you know, shed light on on them and to celebrate them and to make people aware uh, of the brilliant things that, that they're capable of doing, like even in spite of whatever, you know, disability or special need that they, that they have, um, 
you know, that that's what we really want to focus on is like bringing people together and creating like a common understanding. So that's it's a dope. beautiful project. Lena Waith and uh, Rishi Rajani from Hillman grad uh, have been gracious and have just been the best as far as uh, leading us down the path to, to bring this thing to full uh, fruition. So shout out to Hillman grad and all those guys over there. And yeah, we hope to have it. Uh, up and running definitely in 2022 because we are pitching Hillman is a real in, college it's no the the company. no it's the name of Lena's company that's dope Hillman grad it's a Hillman grad so yeah. I'm a Hillman yeah. grad yeah. yeah but you know her company is dope and shout out to her too for anybody out there that was I'll, a joke that I'll, I'll say this real quick because I know that there are people from entertainment from the entertainment industry and, and people that are aspiring to do things in the entertainment industry man she has this brilliant uh, mentorship program uh, at Hillman grad where she really like is looking for upcoming filmmakers, writers, producers. Um, and you could do it virtually. It's not just a thing where you have to be like in Los Angeles. Right. No, they're going to want to be with her. They're going to want to be with her. And, and, and I mean, trust me, they, they do have it available. I think they just started taking submissions now. So if this comes out in enough time and if there are any aspiring filmmakers, uh, directors and writers out there that uh, want to get down and like, you know, submit for her mentorship program, you should get involved because she really is helping to kick open doors uh, for, you know, just people in general who have ideas that traditionally in Hollywood, they get overlooked or their stories don't get told. And that could be black people, Latino, Asian, the people from the LGBTQ community, women, right. you know, who have empowering stories. So if you have those kind of stories and, you know, and you really have something that you want to share with the world, you may want to look into it. That's fire, man. Well, listen, man, thank you, Jason. You know, we are absolutely proud of you, proud of everything you do. Thank y'all. Um, both in front of the camera as an actor and allow the things that you do to help people and inspire people behind it. So congrats to you. Uh, let's make sure we do this again. Absolutely. Uh, and because we're so much fun uh, when we do this. This is awesome. Um, I also like to say, like I always do, um, thank you for uh, tuning in. Thank you for engaging with us. We ask that you go to our YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and get the notifications so you know when we're bringing things out. We're available on Apple Podcasts under Stat Lines Matter and follow us on our social media, which is at Stat Lines Matter on Twitter and IG and all that stuff, and even TikTok. We have a, a TikTok page as well. Um, so thank you for checking in. Um, like always, I'm Mark Stewart. This is my partner, Rob Hunter. This is Jason Weaver. This is Stat Lines Matter. Peace. Peace. Bad boy. I ain't come for games. Say it to my face. Say it to my... Say it to my face. I ain't come for games. Say it to my face. Say it to my... Say it to my face.